as soon as you went downhill, especially, you could tell she was peeking over her shoulder, wind in her whiskers. It was really great. You could tell she was really happy about it. Join us as we chat to amazing cat explorers and experts. Dive into the tips and tricks that you can use while exploring with your cat. They share the war stories, we celebrate the wins, laugh at the horror experiences and the funny moments that have been a part of their journey. Hi everyone, welcome to the Cat Explorer podcast. I'm Hasara. And I'm Daniel. Before we jump into today's exciting chat, we would love it if you could screenshot this podcast on your phone, post it to your Instagram stories, tag us at catexplorer.community and our awesome guest, Roxy the underscore kitty to let us know that you're listening along we will reshare it in our stories and we're so excited to hear your main takeaways and what you think of today's episode one of the first cat explorers i discovered on instagram was roxy i remember how helpful roxy's mom pam was with all my questions about cat exploring the training the harnesses the backpacks and all those tools that just bamboozled me i have often been blown away by her generosity and how she helps so many of the other cats in our community She's always so friendly and helpful and is an amazing support to commiserate with and a great cheerleader to celebrate the successes with. I love watching Roxy's adventures on Instagram. It has been so lovely to see her growing confidence on the trails, in the car, and even on the bike. And what I love about what Pam shares is that she also talks about the important time spent indoors at home and the steps taken to enrich Roxy's indoor ex- environment. On top of all that, Roxy and Pam have been strong and amazing supporters of Cat Explorer since day one, and it has have also been working on some amazing charitable ch- campaigns. And because of that, we're so excited to chat to Pam today. Welcome to the show, Pam. Yes, thank you very much for having me. We're so excited to chat to you. Um, perhaps we can start hearing a little bit about Roxy. Can you tell us a little bit about her? Yes, yeah, certainly. Um, so... Roxy is just over two and a half years old now. Uh, we first got Roxy when she was eight months old, so she's a little bit older. She had stayed uh, at the cattery for with her brothers and sisters for quite a while. And um, really, when we got Roxy, um, I have to admit, we were first-time cat owners, so neither my husband nor I had a lot of experience with cats. And uh, But we knew that we wanted to get uh, a pet. We haven't had one for quite a while. And uh, we have a friend who had a Bengal cat. Uh, actually, they had two, and we really liked them. Thought they were really interactive, very chatty, and also very active. And we were looking for that in a cat as well. We just happened to luck upon a really great uh, Bengal breeder close to us. And uh, we have been really, really happy. Uh, Roxy's just got such a great nature to her. She's very adventurous. Uh, she's got quite a bit of catitude. And uh, she also is uh, on occasion snuggly, but it's kind of on her terms. That's awesome because um, Daniel's never had a pet before as well. So how did you find never being a cat owner? How did you find um, the transition of, I suppose, becoming a cat owner? So that that was actually really interesting. Um, uh, Roxy taught us a lot. She taught us uh, cats are not dogs. So I've, I've always had dogs in the past. Uh, just even the way you handle a cat, the way you approach a cat, um, it's really different. So for us, I would have to say there's a lot of trial and error. I've, I have a couple of friends who are big cat owners, and they were very, very helpful, um, certainly around uh, handling toys and things like that. Um, I think for me, I, I'm very used to, uh, I, I was very excited when we first got Roxy, so I wanted to go up and play all the time 
that would make her run away. And uh, so I've kind of learned that approaching her a lot more uh, gently, uh, that was really, really good. And now she comes out and she wants to play all the time and she, she likes to interact a lot more. So it's just kind of learning and uh, definitely um, making sure that uh, we were very aware of her body language and very aware of um, kind of her moods. And I think that really helped us when we actually got going outside and started exploring with her was really being aware of her body language, being really aware of kind of her ears, especially her tail. Those are kind of big indicators for us. So, Yeah, definitely. I think um, each cat is, has this special body language where they're showing, yes, I'm excited. I've had an, Oh, I've had enough or I'm happy and stuff like that. Um, What's been really interesting for us is that Lumos and Noxie, even though they're siblings, they actually they're very different with how they mm. show their happiness and excitement and stuff. So I think that's every animal, you, like once you, once they come into your family, it takes some time to get used to. But yeah, mm. it's, um, I think if, like I grew up with a cat, but still adopting the two, our two cats as an adult, there's still so much that we're learning every day. Like it's, yeah, no, I'd have to agree with that learning too. Experience. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry if everyone can hear anything. It's because Noxie's now decided to go digging in our cupboards. So join the podcast. <laughs> you might hear some odd noises. <laughs> so you just mentioned that um you started exploring with um Roxy. How did that go about? Oh, as I said, when we uh we got Roxy, we wanted to um have a cat that was going to be very interactive and that one that we could actually go exploring with. Um, I was really new to the concept. Uh, and I, to be honest with you. Uh, didn't really realize quite how many um, exploring cats there are out there. Uh, I had uh, actually just seen one or two, and uh, I also wasn't on social media at the time at all. So this was sort of something I'd seen on television. And uh, I have some friends who kept bothering me about uh, sharing all of the uh, wonderful uh, activities that we were doing with Roxy on uh, social media. So I finally started the Instagram account for her really to share with them. And I was pretty blown away by the number of um, exploring cats that I found and the owners who were willing to share experiences. I really wish I'd found that before we got Roxy because I think it would have helped me a lot instead Mm -hmm. of doing a lot of the trial and error that we did. But uh, Mm -hmm. that's sort of how we came about. Yeah, I completely agree. I think um that moment when I realized that there was all these other cats who explored, I was just like, oh my goodness, there's more people who do this. There's more people who understand my challenges. <laughs> well, that's it is uh, being able to share you know, the experiences, yeah. share the challenges and share tips. And to be honest, I just find everybody in the whole community is really positive and mm-hmm. really good at sharing. So for me, yeah. that really feels like I'd like to give back um, where people have helped me and, uh, it's really great when I start to see somebody who gets started in this and then they have all these positive uh, kind of experiences and just watching, as you say, watching the confidence as the cats get more into it. And mm. it's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. So what was the first place that you took Roxy out? So when we started uh, doing the whole training with Roxy, it was mostly just in our backyard. So we just started really close to home. We started in the house first and then uh, we went out in the backyard And I can remember at the time, I just had one of those H harnesses, just the ones with the straps. It was really tough to get it on her. Um, It was tough to get it um, so that it it would stay on her. So it was tight enough, but not too tight, not very adjustable. And we went out in the backyard and she was so funny because 
she just suddenly went stiff legged and flopped over on her side like her legs didn't work anymore. And at first I thought she was having a seizure or something. Then I realized she was just being a real drama queen. So that was kind of our first experience. And then we started going a little bit uh, further afield. Um, we live right next to a big park. So that was a nice place to go. But when we first started, we realized that she was very skittish of people, loud noises, big open spaces. And uh, what was interesting is uh, there's this little trail near where we live, and it's all covered with tall grass and trees on each side, and it's kind of hidden. And we decided to try there, and it was just amazing. She just lit up. She started running up and down this trail. She was just having a blast. And that's when we started realizing that that would be a really good thing for us to do is to look for quieter places, look for places with defined trails. And then it's really kind of the the practice doing it over and over again. Uh, I think when we find, when we get her out every single day, uh, especially when the weather's nice, even if it's for like 10, 15 minutes, it really helps a lot, gets her confidence up. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's such a good point because, um, I find when we do take Lumos and Noxie out every day, they get so confident. They're so much more willing to try new things and stuff like that. Whereas if we, for example, at the moment, it's December in Sydney and it's so hot. So we can't take them out every day and um, their confidence drops a little bit. They're a bit more skittish and stuff like that. So that's a really good point. But you can really tell that Roxy's become a lot more confident. The videos you post of her walking down the trails, like that, it's just incredible how good she is just, she just oh. walks down the trail. Yeah. She's great with that. She's actually started sidewalk, right? Like walking on the sidewalk. Yeah. And and wow. that just really blew us away because when we started with her, she wouldn't. And again, it's just putting her down, letting her try, uh, going at her pace. If it doesn't work, we put her back in her backpack and we keep going. But it's just kind of keep doing that. She's now started to do it quite a bit. So it's been pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing point that you brought up is that a lot of it's about training and just coaching the cat and yourself through this experience and trying to learn what works and what doesn't work like you started at point zero where she was you know scared of all the noises and the humans and the environment and so forth and then now she's confidently walking down trails and so forth and it's not a case of she was always like this or she was born like this it's a case of this is a case of just working at it and trialing it and every day and like what Sarah was saying with working at it and just getting them you know muscle memory basically it's yeah so it it is just a case of yeah just keep going at it Mm. yeah and I think one thing we we put as a a big um kind of rule right at the beginning was we wanted to make this a positive experience for her so this isn't about sharing pictures this is about Roxy and about her enjoying it so we always try to make sure every single activity we do ends on a positive and trust me there are days we go out and she doesn't want to walk so for us that may be a walk with her in the backpack but we're always praising her always making sure that she's happy and, and enjoying herself and then that just seems to make her really want to keep going and do it again so that's awesome so um how do you normally end the when you go out when you come back home is there a, a particular routine you have or like how mm-hmm. do you end it on a positive note yeah well so one of the things that we always do um is we've never let her walk in and out of the house by herself. We always carry her in and out of the house. And I had read that online as being a bit of a tip to help uh, not have a cat try and dash out the door. And it's really interesting because we actually had somebody come to the house once and they accidentally left the front door open. 
And she just went and sat at the front door looking out. So I'm ready to go out, but she wouldn't, which was really good. So we always just make sure that like at the end of the, uh, of um, going out for a, a nice kind of a walk or something that we're going to do that um, again, there's, there's lots of praise come in. She has a treat, you know, it, it, it just ends up being where she really enjoys it. Mm. That's awesome. Because um, sometimes like I can, I can imagine when you've had a day where it hasn't gone to plan, it can be really challenging to come home and still continue being positive and giving her that treat because I know sometimes especially recently with the heat like Noxie gets really worked up and sometimes when we get home all I want to do is just sit down but we just need to keep like give her a treat give her a lot of pats and make her happy so yeah definitely I completely understand mm-hmm. that one um so I've noticed that like Roxy's also been going on boats and kayaks how did that come about uh, well, so so part of that is that uh, in joining the sort of exploring cat community, you start to see what other people are doing with their cats as well. And again, we'd like to try different things and see if it works or not. And I have got to say some of the things we've tried have worked. Some of them have not. So some things that we just haven't bothered again. But um, we thought we would try uh, on the, the kayak because we're both avid kayakers. We like to get outside. Um, our first experience I have to admit, was not a very positive one. Um, we we thought we would be very safe with her, so we got her a little life jacket, which she uh, she doesn't mind wearing at all. And we went to a local park where there's kind of this pond where you can rent canoes and go out in the canoes. And we thought that might be better to do. And usually when we take her on like a bicycle or, or we take her in the kayak now, uh, she's in her backpack because that's her safe spot but we tether her her lead so it's only got a certain amount of length to it so she can't hop out and uh, hurt herself. Well, for some reason this time I hadn't tethered the lead. So I'm in the front of the canoe with her and we get going and she's really happy. She's popped up, she's looking around, everything's great. And then this Canada goose came along and started really honking loudly. And I that just startled her and I swear she just leapt out of her backpack and I think she thought that she could walk on the water, but she tried running across the water, which didn't work well. So we had one very wet cat. Um, luckily, the life jacket worked really well. And after about oh, five, 10 seconds, she realized she was floating. So she just kind of laid there looking up at me like, will you get me out of here? <laughs> and then I had a rather ticked off cat when she was all wet and waiting until we got her back in and got her dried off. But after that, we kind of really learned. So anytime we take her in the uh, the kayak, again, we tether her lead and she's in there. Uh, she's not as venturous as uh, some of the other cats that we see where they're out walking around in the canoes and the kayaks yet. But uh, we don't go that often, but we're hoping that uh, over time she'll get a bit better at it. But uh, we went uh, on vacation in uh, the summer and did quite a bit of kayaking and she really seemed to like that. So. That's awesome. She, you can really tell that she's like growing in confidence there. Mm-hmm. When you um, mentioned that you tether the lead, do you tether the lead to the kayak to yourself or like to the backpack? Within the backpack. So we just really, it's already attached in there and I just shorten it up so that it's only oh, okay. a, you know a couple of feet long so that she couldn't jump out, especially when we take her bicycling. Uh, when we're moving on the bicycles, we don't want her jumping out because she could hurt herself. And so yeah, far, yeah. she's never tried to do it, but it's just sort of an, an extra step that we take. 
Yeah, because um, we've had that experience. So we went to a home improvement store with Noxie and Lumos for the first time, and Noxie just seemed comfortable in the backpack. So I I was holding the leash, but I hadn't um, shortened it. And then she just – and we're going in the trolley. She's in the backpack in the trolley. We're just going down the aisle, and then all of a sudden she just jumped straight out of the backpack over my head onto some shelves that are, like, a metre above my head. And, I, and because I didn't have the leash close by, like – it was a bit of a challenge to get her back down. Mm. Yes. Similar experience. So at the same place, I was taking Lumos in the trolley and pushing the trolley along. And then suddenly, I've, again, same situation. I've got the leash in my hand, but it wasn't too short. And so he suddenly decides to make escape for it and jumps out of the trolley and does a little tumble and lands on the ground and starts trying to run. So I've got to go after him, leave the trolley. So, yeah, definitely shows that you, you can try and shorten leash to give him a short rein where possible yes. in those sort of situations. Especially when there are boxes to jump on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You um, mentioned that there's been a few things that you've tried that Roxy didn't really enjoy um, and you've decided to not go ahead with those. What kind of thing, like what kind of activities were those? Um, so generally there, there are activities where there's bigger crowds of people right now. So she's getting better with that, but um, it's still something that she's not all that entirely comfortable with. And there are other things where it's noisier kind of activities that uh, she's not really that thrilled about either. So this would be probably the two where we've really mm-hmm. kind of not gone there. Uh, yeah. But she's actually really great because uh, she seems to be game for trying just about anything. And it, she lets us know if she's good with it or she's not. So one yeah. thing is I love waterfalls. I would love to be able to go near like running water or things like that. She just doesn't like that. So typically when we take her hiking with us, we sort of stay away from the edge of the water or we stay back away from really loud noises of uh, waterfalls. That's why there's other uh, cats out there. I think Emmy Lou, uh, she does uh, – a waterfall Wednesday and I keep going wow that would be so cool but yeah it's Mm. not gonna happen for us yeah yeah I definitely understand that like um yeah once again Noxie does not like running water either she um or waves waves really bother her and Lumos Mm -hmm. as well so if we're like next to a river and a boat goes by so does she do the waves when you're in the kayak does that bother her so, so we're pretty calm kayakers. There isn't generally a lot of waves when we go kayaking. Yeah. Well, you're better kayaker than me because I end up getting water everywhere. I'm not very good. Yeah, we'll go around in circles. Circles, yeah, that's you, yes. Yeah, that's me. I've, um, I also love how Roxy just – so because you mentioned that she wears the life jacket, and I also love how she's always really good with jackets and sweaters and things like that. But a lot of cats struggle wearing clothing. How did you get get her to be comfortable wearing clothing? Yeah, that the, again, that, that's been kind of an interesting journey. Um, I just try to make sure that when we buy things for her. So, again, I, I don't generally make her wear clothing to be fashionable, although everybody seems to think she's some, some big fashionista. But uh, most of the time we've got it on her to keep her warm uh, because yeah. she's – She's only eight pounds, um, pretty long and lean. So there's a lot of muscle there, but not a lot of extra fat to uh, keep her warm. So generally, that's why I put it on. I just uh, try to make sure that uh, I've got something that's easy to get on and off. Um, And 
trust me, there are times that she's not really thrilled with it. Um, the other day, she gave me a good bat upside the head when I tried to put something on because she just wasn't having it. So <laughs> she, she's very, very clear when she likes it or not. But for the most part, she does because I think she realizes that um, it, it feels cozy, it's warm, and, and she likes that. Mm-hmm. Do you have any particular types of clothing that she likes? So, for example, we haven't tried a lot of clothing with Lumos and Noxie, but my old cat would hate the clothing where we had to put her legs through. Mm-hmm. Like, so if it had sleeves and stuff, like she would prefer the ones where it wasn't restricted that way. Yeah, so I try not to have stuff that's really restrictive. Um, okay. The the one that's working really, really well right now is uh, her, her side zip jacket that we've got, and it's a rough wear jacket. And it's really um, very insulated and warm, and it's also really long. So that's the other thing. A lot of times trying to find clothes there, you get like the crop top effect with a cat, which doesn't do a lot of good. And this one is uh, basically covers her whole belly as well, which is really nice. That's the other thing that tends to to be exposed. But I don't generally put things that she has to put her her legs through because, yeah, she's not really that thrilled with that. And Mm. uh, sometimes it can be a challenge to get two paws through. I'm not sure I'd want to try four. (laughs) So. <laughs> yep, yeah, I completely understand. And I like that it's got a zip, so that's easy to um, do up. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So there are awesome. times she doesn't like it when I'm pulling something over her head. So if it's a sweater and it's kind of nice and stretchy, that's good. But other things she's not as thrilled with. So, yeah. Mm. Because she uses a, um, a, a jacket harness that's a Velcro one, doesn't she? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we moved away from the H harness we did, we went to uh, the jacket harness, and I think some people refer to them as butterfly harnesses, and it's got the adjustable Velcro on it. Um, There's a a really lovely woman in the UK, um, Maria, from Minwood Cat Jackets, and that's where we get our our cat jackets, and she's been really, really great. Um, As I said, Roxy's uh, pretty long and lean-bodied and not that big, and uh, it's been hard to find things that actually fit. So this is really good because it's very adjustable. And she makes them sort of custom sized for your cat if you want to so that uh, you can make sure that you got the right fit on it. So it's mm-hmm. good. And that's it's awesome. reversible. So she gets two jackets with everyone. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And, I, yeah. and it's got her name on it as well, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You um, mentioned before that she that you go bike riding with her. Um, mm-hmm. How did that go about? How did you start doing that? Well, again, like I said, uh, my husband and I, we really like to get out and about. And uh, so we like to bicycle in the summer. There are a lot of bike paths in Calgary, which is great. Um, so we just thought, what the heck? Let's give it a try and see. Um, because she seems to be really keen to, as I said, to spend time with us. So again, we used her backpack um, and uh, Corey had her on his back. And it was really funny. The first time that we went out, she was like up and looking over his shoulder. And it was as soon as you went downhill, especially, you could tell she was peeking over his shoulder, wind in her whiskers. It was really great. You could tell she was really happy about it. So we just kind of keep doing it now. That's awesome. She's such a daredevil. Like. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And is it always in the backpack or because you also I think you mentioned you also sometimes have her in a basket as well? Um, no, we haven't found a bicycle basket. We'd ah, actually okay. like to. I, I've seen a few uh, people that have that, but we've not found one yet that we think is really secure. So. Mm-hmm. OK, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Fair enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
We haven't tried the bike thing. Maybe we should. Mm. <laughs> I don't know whether I trust your balance, though. <laughs> 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 to be honest, that's my biggest fear. If we fall, they fall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, so one thing that um, I've noticed is that you we have a tendency to see all these kitties on social media and they're exploring and they're doing amazing things. And because on social media, it's social media, it's very easy to just show the good stuff. Yeah. Um, and it can get quite disheartening for someone who's just starting out or not as advanced as that. But all those cats, they've had a scary experience that they've learned from and then they've moved on from. Um, mm-hmm. Have you had an experience like that? And do you mind taking us through it and what you learnt? Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Um it's one of the things that I try to to do, and I really like um, following other cat accounts where the owners are really upfront and uh, keep things real and talk about when things don't go really well. Um, we did have an experience, and I think it's fairly common with um, cat explorers, of an off-leash dog. So we were actually uh, coming down a trail that is very close to our home, and it's one that Roxy really likes. And out of nowhere, um, a, a father who had a stroller and uh, a toddler as well as an off-leash dog with him came up all of a sudden behind us and just startled us. Uh, Roxy was down on the trail. She's having a good time and uh, we had to try and uh, keep her separated from the dog because the dog was actually quite excited and uh, quite uh, trying to get at her because um, he wanted to, to, to check her out. Unfortunately, the owner of the dog, because he had the stroller and a toddler, and the leash was kind of wrapped around the stroller, had no way of controlling the dog. So we actually had to try and grab Roxy. We're trying to flip her into her uh, backpack to get her out of the way. Um, We were a bit of casualties, especially my husband got scratched up pretty badly from her. And uh, I think for us, it was a real big learning that uh, just about being really vigilant, I had a bit of a conversation with the dog owner. Uh, it wasn't an off-leash area, and uh, that's, I think, one of the problems, especially when you get people and they, they don't realize that there are cats out there that are hiking as well. And that uh, I think that's one of the things that uh, I'd like to see is that we get a bit more education out there so that people realize that uh, you have to be aware that there are other uh, other people and other animals out there. So, again, we, we generally, when we uh, go walking or hiking, we go together. So there's two of us. And we're always trying to make sure that one person is pretty aware of what's going on around. Definitely. By having two people, it really helps um, yeah. to have mm-hmm. someone keep an eye out. But um, for everyone, that's not always possible. Like even for me, sometimes I just take one of the cats out and stuff. So I find that I'm extra vigilant about what's going on around us. Um, if Is there anything that you would like to say to dog owners to um like how they can be aware of um, people hiking with their cats and what they can do? Mm-hmm. I, I think that uh, I got to say, for the most part, we have run into really great dog owners around here. There's just the few that uh, I would say are not aware. Um, most people with dogs, they are really great. They We've actually had some that will say, hey, our, my dog really likes cats. We have cats or he's been around them. And they'll actually make their dog sit and then we'll bring Roxy out of her backpack to try and socialize her. Because we'd actually like to see her get a bit more social with with dogs because she needs to learn to share the paths as well. So I I just think it's uh, what I'd like to say is um, just to be aware and that uh, let's face it, there are a lot of people without cats 
that are not really um, happy about dogs. They can get quite apprehensive and afraid. So I think it's just being aware that not everybody is a dog lover or uh, is comfortable around dogs. So I, I think it's just having that that awareness. I just probably like to add to that that you know it's about understanding that the trails are there for everyone to use. It's mm-hmm. not just the dogs that because the perception and the, the assumption is that you know only dogs go walking and then you yeah. only expect dogs out there. So you know a dog meets another another dog, not as big a deal as a dog meeting a cat. So just keep bearing in mind for everyone that you know dogs use the trails, but also other animals such as cats, and it's very you know, very important that we all share it together and we all mm. try and cooperate. And because from our side yeah. of things, we try and sort of shield Lumos and Oxy and sort of keep them at bay when dogs are around to try and make sure that, you know, that doesn't go wrong for everybody. No, exactly. Think, and, and that's it. Because yeah. you're never sure what's going to happen the other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. One thing I did learn, though, from that experience is I think that it was far more traumatic for us than it was for Roxy. She actually got over it, I think, a lot faster than we did. And the other thing that we've really noticed is how aware she is of um, sort of our emotions or the way that we're reacting to things. So if I'm acting very stressed about something, I find that she gets a lot more freaked out about things. If I try and stay really calm, then that actually helps her to settle down a lot faster, too. So we're kind of learning that as well. As I said, she's doing a great job of teaching me all kinds of life lessons that I need to learn. So. Yeah, I completely agree. It's um, I think uh, and like not just cats. I think all animals are very good at reading their their humans mm-hmm. and understanding when they're stressed. And if we're stressed, they think that they need to be stressed and upset. So I completely mm-hmm. agree. So I'm guessing you guys have been on that trail again since that experience. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. And so she's okay with the trail. Yeah. So I, that's what I'm saying is I don't think that there's any uh, fear from her of going on that trail. It's one that she really loves. So yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point because, um, and I know I've been in this situation where we've had a bad experience somewhere and I've been reluctant to go back because I'm scared that it will happen again. But maybe if we go back again and give it a go again, use the lessons we learnt, it might not be so bad. It might actually be a good thing because you get over that fear. So, mm. yeah. yeah. And it might just be in our heads too. Like, like you were saying, Roxy probably yeah. had no negative effects out of it after the couple of days, whereas we're still thinking about it the, the next time we would go there. So you know, yeah. who's to say that it's just not in our heads and, you know, our animals don't have any recollection of it and, you know, just as happy just to go back again. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so lately we've had a, like, I think, especially lately, we've been feeling that um, people might feel like they can't make a contribution to society because they're too small or, um even just make a little contribution to a kitty in need. But what I love is that you've been proving that this definitely isn't the case. Um, for example, recently you were one of the ambassadors for Pet Curan's Uplift the Underdog campaign. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what the campaign was about? Yeah, so uh, Pet Curian is actually a, a pet food company out of um, British Columbia, so in Canada. And there are really, um, I really like it as, as a company, just the values that they have. They're really about um, helping um, the community and really uh, trying to make sure that they're making a difference. Um, So they started last spring the Uplift the Underdog campaign, and it was for dogs. And it was uh, really trying to help uh, promote the adoption 
of harder to adopt animals, so either seniors or special needs type of animals. And they decided in the fall to redo the campaign, but to do the cat edition of it. And um, they actually approached me to ask if uh, Roxy would be willing to be an ambassador for this program. And uh, at first I kind of said, well, does that really make sense? She's a she's a purebred Bengal. You're kind of doing adopt uh, uh, shelter cats and, and cats that uh, are in need. And they said, no, we, we, we really like uh, her account. We see that she's got lots of engagement, a lot of uh, community mindedness. So we'd really like to uh, get you involved. And I had been looking for an opportunity to do something, to, to do something to give back. So it seemed to be a good fit. Um, as you know, we, we did the campaign and uh, Pet Curian was actually really great throughout the, uh, the entire campaign. Uh, they, we nominated uh, a cat from the Meow Foundation, which is a rescue organization here in Calgary. Uh, one of the posts that Roxy did was one of the top engagement posts that they had in the campaign. And they very generously said, we'd like to uh, provide 100 pounds of food to, to the rescue of your choice. So we got them to donate to um, Meow Foundation, which during the winter really helps them quite a lot. That tends to be a time when they really need to get that sort of support. Um, they were actually, Pet Curium was really blown away by the engagement from the cat community. I hate to be competitive here, but apparently we totally blew away their dog campaign from the spring, just in terms of the number of nominations that they had, as well as the amount of voting and the engagement. So, <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. Mm. Actually, um, I, I thought it was um, amazing to see how many people got behind the campaign as well, because I remember when you announced, like you first put up the post, I went um, to the website and had a look and there was about... 300 votes per finalist and mm-hmm. then I logged in about a day or two later and there were like a thousand votes per finalist like within right. two days <laughs> just really blew up eh? yeah it really did it did it and was really so- cool but I gotta be honest with you when I went on each day I would actually go and see which was the lowest voted cat and those were the ones that I was voting for so I really went with the under cat under cat <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great yeah that's what I was doing as well because really all the stories touched me. Like I found it really mm-hmm. difficult to pick one out of all of them. I think um, the one that really stood out to me, um, oh goodness, I've forgotten his name, but the one who was declawed mm-hmm. and because of that, he struggled to use the kitty litter because I that broke my heart because he's in this situation because of something that humans did to him. And that's just, yeah. it's not yeah, bad. No, it's, it's, it's a very, it's, it's a tough one. Definitely. Um, so on the positive side, I can say that uh, since the campaign finished, uh, one of the cats has been adopted. So Cole was adopted. I'm still waiting to get an update from Pet Curian. So I'm going to kind of keep that on my stories so that people can mm-hmm. see uh, the progress that we're making. Um, as you know from the campaign, the, uh, the winner of the campaign got lifetime food supply. Each of the other um, participants uh, in the, uh, the finalist got a year's supply of food once they're adopted and each of the rescues got 500 pounds of food uh, donated to them. So again, I just really like the things that uh, they're doing to try and support the community. And I believe there's a um, website where they've got this information. So we'll make sure that we include that in our show notes as well. Yeah. And for context, so this has been recorded in December, 2018. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, the campaign was only a couple of months ago, wasn't it? 
Yes, it was. But I think because of the success, I, I, I would imagine that uh, there may be more in the future, which would be very exciting. Mm-hmm. And for any Australian-based um, organizations that might be listening, we're totally keen to jump on board. We can help from an Australian <laughs> perspective. And like American and European, we're so keen on something like this. It's been um, like, it's incredible what Pet Kieran was doing. Yep. And that's not the only campaign that you've been involved with late um because recently you announced a partnership with Thermatex which is a um Roxy's bed company do you um, mind telling us a little bit about the partnership and a bit about what Thermatex does as well no certainly no problem at all um so we've been talking a bit about uh, Roxy being very much a heat loving heat seeking cat she definitely likes to be warm She often tries to uh, express to us that we should actually move to a warmer climate. Um, We're we're not there yet. But uh, so the first year that we had her, the first winter, uh, she was lying on top of the hot air vent in our house all the time. And that actually had me a little bit concerned, A, because I was cold since she was hogging all the heat. But just the fact that the the hot air drying out her skin and, and I just didn't think that was a really great place for her to spend all of her time. So um, I talked to a friend of mine at work, and he actually mentioned uh, Thermotex uh, as a company. And what they do is they um, they make um, far infrared heating elements, and they put them in uh, pet beds. They also do them uh, actually for humans as well. So uh, I actually have a, a really great uh, heating pad that I use that has the same technology. But the the infrared heat actually Uh, goes deeper. So it actually helps to promote blood circulation. It helps to, uh, um, so if you have um, joint problems, arthritis in senior cats, it's really great for them. It's also really good, the warmth on soothing. We find when we've taken Roxy out and uh, done quite a long uh, hike, she'll come back and she just lays in her bed and just seems to really enjoy that quite a bit. So what we did is um, we bought one of them uh, I can say that she spends a lot of time in it. Uh, that seems to be her go-to place. She doesn't lay on, across the hot air vents anymore, which was really good. And uh, we enjoyed uh, seeing her like that so much, we actually got a second one to put in a different place in the house. And she uses that in, at night. That's usually where she sleeps, which is really nice because before that she would sleep on the bed in between my legs so that I couldn't move all night, which isn't great mm-hmm. for me. So uh, it was kind of a win-win situation. What we did is um, uh, Thermotex got in touch with us and asked if we would like to uh, to work with them, partner up with them, because they, they would see a lot of uh, my posts where I would talk about the, the product because I had a lot of people asking me about it. So, again, I, I really like the company, really like the, the values of the company. And what they've done for us is they've actually set us up with a, a 10% discount, so a Roxy discount code. So anybody who uh, purchases using that code will get 10% off the purchase price. And then what uh, Thermotex has also done is uh, they've agreed that rather than giving us uh, any sort of a fee uh, for helping them with the uh, the advertising of these beds, they're going to take 20% of the, uh, the price of the beds and put it towards charity for us. And what we're going to do is use it to buy Thermotex pet beds and put them in rescues. So we actually had our first one that we uh, donated to the Meow Foundation. And I think that you probably saw that on my stories uh, during this last week. And uh, it's really great to be able to do that. 
Um, we're we're kind of calling it our, our paw it forward campaign of just really giving back to the, uh, the, the CAC community any way that we can. That's awesome. I just love that um, you've already been able to give a bed to um, the Meow Foundation as well. That's mm-hmm. just, um, especially because it's winter for you guys at the moment right. and it's cold. Um, that would mean so much to them. Mm-hmm. And you've been involved in so many amazing initiatives to raise awareness and to raise money and donate beds to all these amazing causes. How did you go about contacting the organisations? that um, you wanted to be involved with? Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's been a couple of different ways. Um, one of the things I've found is I, I just kind of look at what am I passionate about? So if it's something I've got some good passion around, then I've actually gone and contacted companies to see, is there something that we could collaborate on together? Uh, but as I said, with the Pet Curian um, campaign, they actually approach me. So I think that a lot of these companies are looking at um, your social media accounts and looking at the level of engagement that you have. So it's not about how many likes you have, and it's not about how many followers you have, but it's really about what's the quality of the engagement. And I think that uh, they definitely see that there's a a good uh, group that um, I and Roxy will engage with and, and vice versa. And so I think that if anybody's kind of looking for collaborations, having meaningful engagement is probably a really important part of it. I I think with Cat Explorer, as you've started that, you've probably seen something similar because there's so many people that get uh, really excited about uh, communicating through your questions. Like I love your let's talk about sessions that we have. And I think you've seen uh, I start doing an answer to some of your questions and then I realize it's gone way too long. (laughs) But it, that's the sort of thing I think they're looking for. On that, actually, I like your long answers because you can tell um, that you're talking about an experience you've had or, for example, sometimes you'll, um, you've said, oh, this is what I used to think was the answer to this question, but over time with experience it has developed and my answer is now this. And I think that's great because um, we all go through that thought process over time and it really right. helps other explorers who have who might be thinking a certain way at the moment and then they're looking at moving towards becoming a bit more advanced. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. But um, I think you're right. Um, I, I've read somewhere that things like the number of likes you've got or the number of follows you got, they're kind of vanity mat- metrics, whereas mm-hmm. the engagement you've got, so that's like the number of comments and the fact that, like, useful comments that, that you're actually engaging with and, answering your questions or asking about the bed or the products you're using and things like that I think that's what everyone's looking for now Mm -hmm. well and I'll be honest with you I look for recommendations from other people that I follow so when I'm I'm looking now when I've got a problem or when I've got something I'm trying to solve that's the first place I go is to throw out a question to say hey what's everybody else's experience and you get some great Mm -hmm. tips and great information that way yeah, I agree. And um, even just for places to go as well, I I did that recently about a holiday that we've got coming up and it was great. Everyone gave me all these suggestions of places that I didn't know. So that was yeah. awesome. Yeah, definitely. So from personal experience, I also think it's possible for each of us to put a charity that's close to our hearts on the radar of a business. So for example, a member in the Cat Explorer community reached out to me over Instagram about a few cat-related charities that were really close to their heart. And I looked into all of those charities and for various reasons, one specific one stood out to me. 
And what they did was they provided desexing services as well as other health services to cats and dogs who live on the streets in Sri Lanka. And unfortunately, due to a few reasons, we couldn't support that charity at that time. But I found another charity called the Dog Star Foundation, and they do very similar work. And I'm really excited to say that um, Cat Cat Explorer will be supporting them next year and we'll be donating $1 from every purchase from our online store, so starting from our launch in 2019. And in all honesty, I'm really ashamed to say that it didn't even occur to me to look into Sri Lankan cats because I'm actually Sri Lankan. (laughs) And had this supporter not um, told me about this charity, I really wouldn't have thought about it. It was only because they told me about it that I looked into it a bit more. And because of that, I think every one of us, if there's a charity that we care about and a business that we really respect, we can approach the business and tell them about the charity and they might not do something about it at the at the time, but in the future they might look at something they can do and it will always be in the back of their mind. So I just wanted to mention that because um, that's something that really hit, hit home to me was that this person had just mentioned it in passing and it really stuck in my mind. Yeah, I I, I'm a strong believer in uh, that there really is no such thing as coincidence. So I think that people and things come into our lives for a reason. So it just may be that it was the right time, Hasara, that uh, you needed to get involved in it. Um, so I, I think that uh, it's great that uh, Cat Explorer is doing that. I'm really, really excited to hear that. And uh, I, I think that uh, it's going to be really, really cool to see 2019 and the relaunch. And I'm really, really looking forward to it for sure. Yeah, we're really, really excited, just quietly. I don't know whether everyone can tell. <laughs> um, well, so recently um, I've noticed that social media has been getting a bit of a bad rep. Like, yes, it's kind of contributed to a society where instant gratification is the norm now. Everyone does everything for the gram to get that photo. But personally, I'm so grateful that because it's enabled me to connect to so many like-minded people, just like yourself, Pam, mm-hmm. and everyone from all around the world as well. Um, because I used to think I was the only crazy person who put a harness <laughs> on their cat. I thought it was, I was that odd person in the neighborhood. But the reality is there's so many other people out there. What are your thoughts about the rise in social media and how we can connect with like-minded people around the world? Is there a way that we can use it in a positive manner? Oh, I, I think definitely. Um, as I said at the beginning, um, I actually have not really engaged in social media so uh, Roxy's Instagram account is the only social media account that I I had Um, what I found for me is that uh, it has been really great to reach out and as you say to to connect with like-minded people to really to to get some good information some good tips the irony of it for me is it's actually evolved as well that I've really gotten into photography more so uh, as a hobby and that's kind of taken me in another direction as well. So uh, I, I've actually been taking an online photography course. Um, and yes, I become the paparazzi for poor Roxy. Because I, I can only take so many pictures of my husband and she's way more interesting than he is. So she gets a, a lot of that. But it, it's actually, you know, evolved into some different things for me. And uh, one of the things we're looking at is I, I think I mentioned on on, uh, on Instagram that uh We've actually just purchased uh, uh, a camper van for Roxy so that we're going to be going on the road next year and starting to do some different kind of adventures there. So I'm, I'm looking at uh, 
interesting ways of chronicling that and uh, and sharing those experiences as well. So I think that you can make social media into something positive. I think that you what I found is not taking things too seriously, um, making sure that I'm really clear that I'm doing it a to have uh, have a bit of fun, a bit of relaxation, but also to try and get something positive out of it, which is sharing experiences, helping other people along. As you say, I get very excited when I see uh, new cats um, and their owners and they're they're doing different things, whether it's inside um, activities to keep their cats engaged. For me, the big part of it is just making sure that we're expanding our cat's world. Uh, the worst thing that I, I see is uh, when you've got somebody who talks about their cat being really aggressive or a cat that is... Um, really bad behaviors. And I think nine times out of 10, you can see that they're bored or frustrated and just playing with a cat for, for 10 minutes at a time, real intensive kind of play that they're enjoying. You can just really see it changes the whole dynamics. And that's the thing that I get excited about too. Yes, definitely. I think um, there are some cats out there that you see they've started a new activity or something or other that's just completely changed their personality. And it's so lovely to see. Yeah. yeah, and what I read, like, what blows me away with this community and the way they use social media is that it's not about the vanity metrics as we talked about before with the likes and so forth. Yes, it's great to have those likes and <clears throat> those engage, those that level of engagement. But what really hits home for me is that with the community, the people that we've met, they're great people. Like, they're just so willing to help, so willing to give back, and so willing to share their experiences and stories and just you know help each other out. It really is a community, and that is a testament to the people behind, you know, the Instagram profiles, behind the Facebook profiles, behind Mm -hmm. the social media platforms, actually real people behind it that are great people. And we've gone out to meet some of these guys, and, you know, they're just as good in person, if not better than, you know, what you see on Instagram and online. So that's just a testament to the type of people we have in this community. Yes, definitely. And, um, it's so nice to see everyone growing confidence as well. Like that just, it just makes me smile. Like we've had mm-hmm. a cat who go, who went to their first camping experience recently and another one who went on their first road trip and oh, it's just incredible. Mm-hmm. No, it's great. And I know you just had your first uh, cat picnic recently. Yes. So um, the Canadians, we've decided we're going to try and do that because there's a number of um, cats that are between Calgary and Edmonton. And we were actually talking about a Calgary picnic and an Edmonton picnic. And then we've actually been talking, let's meet halfway in Red Deer and, and get us all together. So I think that's going to be on the books for next uh, next summer. Definitely. Exciting. So summer 2019. Yes. You've inspired us. That's awesome. <laughs> Exciting. And you did mention previous, just before that um, some people, you're really excited to see what they do with their cats indoors as well. Because mm-hmm. I think... Um, as cat explorers there can be a bit of a pressure that you have to take your cat outside all the time but realistically that's not possible either because of the weather like for example it's very cold for you right now while it's very very hot for us and humid as well do you think that cat explorers have to go outside all the time well as you say it's not very realistic um to have that as the only activity or, or the the expectation and uh so no, we, we, we do a lot of indoor activities and we've actually been finding that uh, it's really great to push our boundaries on creativity. Um, we have a number of different toys or activities that we'll do. Some of them can be really simple. Um, I know some people put up hammocks in their window 
which is really great. So cats can do bird watching. Uh, I do have a funny story. I did try to make a cat hammock for Roxy to Velcro it underneath the uh, the chair at her island so she could just lounge there. Um, I sort of didn't do a great job and it was a little bit too tight. And so she kind of hopped in it and bounced right out. So she's not very fond of that. But uh, the other thing we've tried with her that's worked really good is we do uh, magic carpet rides with her. So we just take a, a big bath towel and we drag it around the hardwood and she hops on and loves to just be dragged around the room and spinning around. It's really funny to watch her. So she gets very excited with that. Um, I think some other stuff that we have that I should relate, she likes the tubes, the tunnels. So we actually have uh, about three or four of them and we'll connect them up and make a great big maze. And she just thinks that's really great. Hide in there and do different things. And I think one day I, I my husband uh, grabbed the tube and he actually put it over her um, her cat scratcher. And that totally confused her. And it was really great because it took her a while to kind of figure out how she was going to get back on her cat scratcher on the tube. So it's, it's again, just using anything, any of the tools that we have to, to make it different. Um, Ikea stools. So the wooden stools by Ikea. Who would have ever known the amount of activities we've gotten out of that? So it's got the, the slotted hole in the top of it. So I will hide things or dangle things through there. She just loves going after that. So again, it doesn't have to be a really expensive or complex toy we found. Just pretty much anything will work. It's really our imagination that uh, that's the limit of anything. And I've noticed recently you've been getting into uh, the clicker training, which is something that I'm really kind of keen on. I just need to, to get a bit more time so that I can get into that on a regular basis. Yeah, I agree. Um, like just with the clicker training, like it's been such a game changer for us as, as well. And, and the cat school is actually based in Toronto. So Julie's based okay. in Toronto. So she's a fellow Canadian as well. Um, but like also what you said about, um, it's just being creative with what you've got at home. So, like, mm. we might go out and buy a really expensive toy for Lumos and Noxie. They will not play with it, but they'll play with the box that it came in. Or, right. um, or like, even, like, the tissue paper that came, like, they got a present and it was wrapped in tissue paper and they just love the tissue paper. So mm. it, you, there's so much you can do with what you've just got lying around the house that you're probably going to throw, throw away anyway. So, mm -hmm. And I noticed that you guys have a cat wheel as well. Yeah, we do. That was a bit of a risky um, purchase. Um, it's a bit uh, a bit more expensive in terms of the, the range of prices for cat accessories. But um, again, we were looking for something to get her engaged to do in the in the wintertime, especially uh, for her. That's been a really great. She really loves it. She gets on the wheel. She'll either go at a nice slow pace and she'll she'll get going for about 10 minutes or sometimes she goes on and she just runs like a crazy cat and she'll actually spin herself off the wheel sometimes. Um, she really, it, it's a daily uh, exercise that she does on there, which is great. For us, it's actually really good too. Uh, I'll share that uh, it generally when she gets on there and she's really going fast, we know that means there's going to be a hop in the litter box pretty shortly after. So that gets us prepared. So yes. <laughs> she's just working things out. <laughs> that's awesome mm. it's a pre litter box zoomsies <laughs> mm -hmm. exactly that's awesome sorry did you mention what brand you ended up going with for the cat wheel so we went with the one fast cat as the cat wheel that okay. we have yeah because there's quite a few on the market at the moment like mm. i had a quick look and it's quite overwhelming 
Oh, okay. No, so we, we chose them um, mostly because of uh, convenience that they, they come out of the States. Um, okay. And it was, and they have Canadian distributors as well. So it was just kind of easy for us to get that. And it was probably the most reasonably priced one. And as I said, we weren't sure if she'd like it or not. So it was a bit of an investment. Uh, actually, the irony is uh, when I went up to uh, Meow Foundation uh, this past week, they have cat wheels as well. But they say most of the cats don't use them. It's usually the the young kittens that use it, but the senior cats don't seem to. But I think that may be a factor of uh, somebody not spending a lot of time trying to get them engaged to do that. So mm. it, it does take some time and effort mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. So we've got um, four questions that we ask everyone who comes on our podcast. Okay. Um, what would you hope to see in the future regarding the movement of cats who explore with their humans? Yeah, I think that's a great question. So for me, I think that I would love it that it's so common that people don't see it as something unusual and it would be something that they expect as opposed to not uh, being something special. I have to say my husband's wish in the future is he'd like cat-only cat parks. I'm not sure that's realistic, though. One can dream. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's um, Though I, I wonder, well, Lumos and Noxie aren't very social cats with other cats, so I feel like they might actually get into a cat fight. And exactly. A cat <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, definitely if, you, if every cat has their little square of the park, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And what's been the most entertaining comment someone said to you while you've been out and about with Roxy? Oh, I think I mentioned this to you before. It's uh, very close to us uh, um, where we live is uh, Suki Cat. And she does the most amazing uh, photography and photographs. And it's also Suki is a Bengal cat as well. And one time we were walking and somebody went, oh, it's Suki. And I have to be honest, I felt so bad having to tell, no, sorry, it's not. We're just Roxy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you could pretend i suppose <laughs> no i don't take anywhere near as beautiful pictures so no <laughs> i i do i did want to mention actually your um photos are really beautiful lately like um you can tell that you've been doing a photography course you're doing really awesome no oh, thank you i particularly like the um one that you posted recently of um roxy just walking in this um in the sand in the snow and mm-hmm. she's got her candy cane happy tail up. It's just really beautiful. Yes. So on photographs, who are your favorite accounts to follow on Instagram and why? Um, so it, it's it's funny you said that I that Roxy was one of the first accounts that you were following. So it, it, it's kind of interesting. We started um, in November of 2017 uh, was when we started our Instagram account towards the end. One of the first cats that we started following was OG the Adventure Cat. And uh, they're out of Oregon. And I just love that cat. That is such a laid back, chilled cat. And it's great. Um, We actually uh, often uh, will talk and think that OG and uh, Roxy should be twins because some of their experiences are really similar the way that they do things. But one of the things I loved about OG is they take him through uh, the car wash and he's just chilled in the vehicle. So we actually decided we tried that with Roxy. So we, we often take her in the car right now. And uh, we went through the car wash and it was actually pretty good. She was really good when we went through. She was quite, quite enjoying it up until the, uh, the loud fan right at the end. But uh, so we may have to try that again with her. So that's one. I think um, Mike and Lily, they're out of um, Canmore. So they're very close to us as well. We've not met them yet. We've had a few close encounters. 
But what I really like about them is that they're both senior cats. They're they're older and they only started getting out and exploring in the last year or so. So I think that actually shows people you don't have to have uh, starting with kittens. You can start at any age. And as I said, we started with Roxy after eight months and she's taken to it really well. And then obviously, I got to say, Noxie and Loomis, that's got to be one of the favorites that we have as well. We just think that it's hilarious some of the things that you get into. All of the different restaurants you take them to. You have foodie cats. And then I I love the pictures when they both decide to go in different directions, Daniel. And you're trying to keep track of them. (laughs) That's always (laughs) amusing. (laughs) It's a tough one. Yeah, he ends up getting a trying to do a bit of gymnastics twister standing up. (laughs) Oh, thank you. That's really lovely. but there are just so many amazing accounts out there. Like OG, he he's just so amazing. With he just, he's so good on hikes. And then Mike and Lily, you're right. Like they um remind us that age is just a number, and you can just do so much. And yeah. like Mike's just a poser. Like oh, I swear so, he and just, I I can't believe him with his booties. He just seems to be yeah. really doing well with the cat. Like, Roxy hates those. Uh, I keep saying she's a swifty because she just shakes them off. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Um, so what um, product, service or program has been a game changer for Roxy? So uh, for this one, I would say um, for us, the first thing was was the backpack that we have. And the, the kitty back, there's a number of them. Uh, ours is Petum. But I mean, there's so many that are, are similar. For us, it, it became a big game changer because it was became her safe spot. And she really... Um, she feels comfortable there. I, I always joke and say that whenever she's not feeling comfortable, she ducks down and she thinks she's invisible. She doesn't think anybody can see inside the screen, but it, it certainly makes her comfortable. Uh, I mentioned earlier the the cat jackets, so the Minwood cat jackets, that's been a real big game changer as well. I just feel so much uh, happier that she's secure and that she's not going to wiggle out of the, the cat jacket and potentially uh, get lost or, or run away. And then, as you mentioned, that the 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 cat wheel has also been a, a big uh, game changer for us to kind of make sure she's got that activity level. So that's been really good. Um, we have touched on Petcurian. We've actually just um, signed up um, to become a partner with Petcurian. And uh, I think that you and I have talked in the past uh, through Cat Explorer that one of my biggest concerns with Roxy is when we go on hikes uh, especially longer hikes and in the summer, keeping her hydrated because she doesn't tend to like to drink uh, on the trail. And uh, we did try the, uh, you know, those squeeze tubes. And that worked really well because she started uh, really liking those. But I haven't been really thrilled with it because you can't even see what the ingredients are. So I, I've been trying to do healthier options. And uh, we've actually started uh, some wet food with uh, pet curian that she absolutely loves. So I'm kind of looking forward to trying that when we're out on the trail of a getting her a bit of a snack and also getting her a bit more hydrated when we're out there. So that still is probably my biggest challenge that I'm looking to solve. Yeah, definitely that hydration piece because cats are so notorious for not wanting to drink water. Like mm-hmm. because we like for example, even in our household, we've bought water fountains. We we just do whatever we can, but there's always that concern that they're not drinking enough water, especially in summer, especially when you're out and about in the sun. Yeah. It can be um quite a concern. But yeah, let us know how you go with that um pet curian wet food and mm-hmm. and perhaps it's something that a few people can try. I know some people um put water inside the wet food. Yeah. So it's like disguising it so that 
their cats will drink some water while eating. So yeah, so the one that we've tried, it's um, kind of a stew and it's got quite a bit of water to it. It's got quite a bit of gravy, which she really likes. So she'll, even if she just laps that up, that's great. And it's really good. I, I actually uh, hide her uh, probiotic in there as well. So we've got a bit of uh, this probiotic, um, um, what is it? I'm trying to, I can't even think of the right powder. word here. Powder. But it's like grant powder. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, so we'll sprinkle that on her food as well. And that kind of helps her in the in the winter too. So. That's awesome. And Pam, thank you so much for joining us today. It's just been a blast. Where can we follow you and Roxy online? So um, I, as you mentioned, we've got our Instagram accounts. So that's uh, at Roxy the underscore kitty. Um, so that's primarily where we're hanging out and that uh, we're getting involved with people and engaging on that. I have to say, I really appreciate you uh, reaching out to me to uh, to do this podcast with you it, it's felt like we've kind of had a nice coffee chat here, which has been really fun. It's always we're yeah. always fun to talk to you too. Oh, thank you, thank you so much, Pam. We've like it's been awesome to be able yeah. to talk to you. Yeah. And like I mentioned at the beginning, like you've been one of our biggest supporters since day one. So we really, really do appreciate everything you do for us. And Thanks. what we'll do is we'll put all the links to all the things that we've spoken about. So your social media as well as um. Pecurian, Thermomix, Thermotex, Thermomix is the (laughs) wrong one there um, in our show notes. And those will be available at www.catexflora.co forward slash podcast. And everyone, thank you so much for listening today. It really would mean the world to us if you could hit subscribe on the Cat Explorer podcast on wherever you listen to your podcast. It will help us continue to get some awesome guests on the show and they can help keep inspiring you and give you awesome advice about exploring with your kitties and did you know that we've got some exciting cat explorer merchandise available at www.catexplorer.co we've got t-shirts hoodies beanies and so much more check it out and to see how you can show your pride at being a cat explorer as always thank you so much for being a part of our cat explorer community we're so grateful for each and every one of you That's it for today and we'll catch you next time. In the meantime, enjoy giving your kitty the world.